Good evening, and welcome to lucky number 13 of Gouda on Gouda. We are here in Cheese, uh, in Gouda Studios. Cheese Studios. Gouda Studios. That sounds better. Um, here, my name is uh, Bob Gouda. I'm here with uh, Mr. Jerome Ralston. Good evening. Evening, Bob. With us, uh, with us almost on a weekly basis now is Jay. Welcome, Jay. Howdy ho. Good to have you. Thanks for having me. So <clears throat> tonight we're uh, we're taking it down to uh, just a couple of cheeses. You know, we've been uh, we've been doing a lot of cheeses all in uh, in one episode lately. And let's, uh, let's not forget that ostensible cheese. What's that? The ostensible cheese. Ostensible cheese. I mean, it's see next week uh, we're we're doing a proper you know charcuterie evening. And it's going to be just a tsunami of cheese and voices in here. So this week I thought we'd do something a little quieter, a little more subdued. Um, so the cheeses that we have tonight, uh, one, one was selected by me um, from uh, a favorite brand of mine, the Bellavitano Cheese House. This is uh, one that we have yet to, the Sartori. I don't know, is it Sartori or Bellavitano? Bellavitano is a product one. Okay, gotcha. Um, we've liked uh, everything from this brand so far. Um, some of our favorite cheeses have been of this brand. The Sartori Black Cheddar, uh, not Black Cheddar, but the Black Label Cheddar. Mm. The cheddar itself was a pale white. Um, was one of my favorite cheddars. It, uh, it, it never seems like it's that hard for me to enjoy a cheddar. Um, I'm not elitist when it comes to cheddar, not like Jerome. I'm very elitist when it comes to cheddar. Jerome My cheddar thinks, better be refined and high Jerome class. thinks cheddar is uh, is amateur cheese. Eh, but it always makes me happy. It's like the pop music of cheese, right? That's why yeah, you got it everywhere. That's why it's popular. Yeah. So tonight we have the Bellavitano Espresso Cheese. This is... Uh, Sorry, you have a low-key evening, huh? Well, you know, it's... Uh, it's a lot. It's a it's a busy weekend. This is the weekend just before Christmas. I've got a lot of a lot of stuff to do this weekend, and uh, I think if I have some espresso cheese, it'll give me the the vigor and energy that I need to so, tackle these holidays. So it's wherewithal cheese. It's wherewithal cheese. It's stiff upper lip, <laughs> not stiff upper lip. But the other one is um, appearance wise, this cheese appears to be, you know, a fairly straightforward. Uh, it's a cow's milk cheese. It's a pale white. It's got a thick black rind that I'm going to guess is espresso. Looks like it's about 80 grit sandpaper. To I am hoping that the espresso flavor is not going to be limited just to the rind because I always think that that's a cop-out. If you're going to flavor a cheese, I like to have that flavor through and through. And, uh, you know, it's... Uh, oh, well, any way, only way you find out is to give it a taste. So I'm going to... Uh, Slice some off with uh, with my new set of cheese knives gifted to me earlier this evening by Mr. Ralston. Merry Christmas. Handmade. Handles. Handmade. Handmade. I didn't forge blades. Yes. You certainly sharpened them. Uh, yes, I did. Dull Look knife. At is, that. Dull knife's dangerous. I want to try all three of these. All right. <laughs> I think they all cut very well. I, I do like this one. That one's very, uh, very medieval. So I'm going to go with a uh, piece uh, that features rind off the mm-hmm. bat here. And definitely smell the, uh, the coffee. Yeah, it has a definite espresso taste. Or yeah, a chicken. Yeah. I didn't go anywhere near the rind. Yeah, some rind here if you want to try. Mm-hmm. It. Mm-hmm. Pick it up in a minute if you want. 
This bears an astonishing resemblance to sandpaper on the edges. You know, I was thinking um, barbecue, like bark on a on a short rack of ribs or something. That um, that espresso was the first thing you taste. I mean, I had a piece of the rind, but right. yeah, I'm not getting the, the espresso from the middle piece. Let me try a middle piece here and see. Now I will admit, I'm not a coffee guy. Mm-hmm. Does this taste a little burned? Yes. Is this supposed to? Yeah. Okay. I mean, not burned, but, you know, a dark. I'm getting a definite char note on that. Yeah. Well, I think coffee is roasted. Yeah. It may also be suggestion. It appears to be a... I don't know, the cheese Mm -hmm. itself tastes relatively straightforward as a... uh, not a cheddar, but like a... uh, we lost piece of the cheese knife. Sorry. Um, you know, as far as the uh, the taste of the cheese goes, once you get away from the rind and you don't taste the espresso, it kind of uh, it's sort of. Uh, let me try this again. I'm not getting. It's a little anonymous. It's not bad. It's a little. Yeah. yeah it's a little uh, basic, is what it is. Yep. I like the texture. It's got yeah, it's, it's got a good like crystalline yeah. um, you know texture thing happening to it. But it's, it's a, a different animal when you get some of that that rind on it. I love that rind. Yeah, I want to eat this just with the rind. Mm-hmm. Well, not being a coffee guy, I'm fairly unimpressed. See, you got to be. I could see not being into coffee. I think coffee is one of the most delicious drinks. But then again, it's the kind of thing where either you like it or you don't. Well, furthermore, I don't know. Well, what do you feel about the cheese? Apart from the rind. That's not bad. The consistency is its best best part to me. It reminds me sort of of that of that aforementioned uh, black label cheddar. That um but it's not it's not a cheddar. It it's, may be. it's like a more aged yeah. It might just be more aged. If it is, it's not particularly irksome to me, as most cheddars are. But I realize I'm sort of damning this with faint praise. I'm saying it's not terrible, which is hardly saying that it's It's good. not the best of the territories. No, by no means. <clears throat> it's a good it's a solid interior cheese, mm-hmm. but I'm not I'm not gonna get this. I'm not target market, I'm not a coffee guy. The espresso flavor sort of limits its application too. Not that the espresso flavor really penetrates beyond the rind, which as I said before, I'm not a huge fan of it's like Make the whole cheese taste like it, you know? Put coffee grounds right into the cheese, right in the mix. I don't know if you can actually do that, but... I'm a little mystified by the combination of coffee and cheese to start with. Yeah, yeah, it's not a thing you would normally the combine. Only, the only dairy you usually think of when it comes to coffee is, uh... Well, creamer. creamer. Yeah. This is sort of flipping it around and, like, putting a little bit of coffee into your creamer. Now, That's kind of how I drink coffee. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, this... So this is like, you know, putting uh, putting creamer and some salt into your coffee. I mean, my bottom line is I enjoy it um, because Sartori just makes a good cheese. Um, I'm not impressed with the kind of gimmick of it. Like, not that it's gimmicky, but, you know, it's... It's party trick is not much of a trick. It's mm-hmm. party trick is not much of a trick. Yeah. I will say... I, I'm, I'm worried I'm judging this on the basis that it's a Sartori, and so I have higher expectations. Judging this against the baseline, this is good cheese. Yeah, absolutely. 
It's it's not a bad cheese by any means. But I feel like we've we've had so much good cheese that when something isn't you know when something doesn't step away from the pack, I feel like we don't give it enough uh you know, we don't give it enough credit, but well, once again, I don't think this is a bad tasting cheese, and I I, mm-hmm. I do enjoy the rind. I'm just not. It's not setting itself apart. No, Would I get taste. it again? Um, probably not, because it's not that it's expensive. It's only fifteen bucks a pound. Um, but there are other sartoris. Why would I? Why would I not just get one of those? You know, one of the ones that kind of blew us away. My bottom line for this is that I'm not a big fan of its party trick. Sure. And so the opportunity cost renders exactly. this something that I'm unlikely to get again. Good, the cheese inside's good. Uh, I'm still eating it. It's like being one of those unfortunate people that doesn't like cilantro. You're not going to go get a cheese that's covered uh, in cilantro. I don't like cilantro. It's genetic. You, you can't help it. Well, it's good, good of you to say that my misfortune is not my fault. Yeah, it's not your fault. <laughs> It's not your fault. It wasn't a choice. I mean, you're definitely missing out. But I maintain the people that like cilantro are genetic. I mean, if this was aged just Freaks. a little bit longer and had a little bit more intensity. Yes. Yeah, yeah, not a lot of salt in it. Not a very salty cheese. You know, I, I think um, I'd mentioned like the texture was interesting. There was some crystalline like texture to it, and it mm-hmm. was pretty salty. Sure, that must have just been that one bite that I had. Like every every piece Lunch since then, a little bit of espresso, a little a little less, a little extra something in there. No, I can definitely taste. I can definitely taste like you know the the crunch of the crystal, the you know the salt that's in it. It is aged, just not very much, so it's not right in your face. Right. It's not like that stuff that we got in there that that gouda that's. Five year old, super aged, six year old now. Yeah, it's half crystal. Paying you uh, residuals. <laughs> exactly. That sounds amazing. So you know, <clears throat> it's okay. If you like it, coffee, it didn't it didn't blow any of us away. But if you're having a coffee get together and sure. you're getting coffee themed stuff, that said, it's, it's pretty good. Yeah, it's, it's a good enough cheese that I will finish this uh, this hunk. Um, just nibble around the outside. Yeah, I mean, it's, <laughs> get all the coffee. You can't it. deny that it's a decent cheese. <laughs> chuck, it's just, you know, chuck it in your percolator. There's just not that much to say about it. Now, our second cheese, and I think I'm going to enjoy this because uh, um, this is a double Gloucester. That'd be scientific, man. From the uh, from the house of Cooper Hill. Well, but it's you can't say that if you know you enjoy a particular type of cheese that uh, you're not most likely going to enjoy it. That now, just happened with the Sartori, sir. No, it's not the type of cheese, it's the brand. But my expectations for a Sartori were higher. This, I see another funny-looking Brit cheese that's sort of an odd color, uh, orange-yellow. It does have a Union Jack on the label. This is a uh, Cooper's Hill Double Gloucester with uh, onion and chives. I like onions, I like chives, I like Double Gloucester. There's no reason why I should not be a fan of this cheese. This is fairly inexpensive, uh, 14 bucks a pound, and I can't help but notice... Actually, looking at the label for the second time since purchasing in the store, that its pack date is quite a while ago. What three, two and a half weeks? Hmm. I mean, it should be all right. Well, Double Gloucester is a pretty soft and creamy and low-aged cheese, so well, they probably weren't storing it on the chaff, you know, exactly. on the uh, heating trays either. What do we got smell-wise? It has a very appealing smell. Yeah. Oh man, it chives. smells like cheese Ooh, and wow. chives. It smells like yes. chives. It looks like. Um, you know, if you had a can of Campbell's, um, like, 
cheddar and broccoli soup. Yes, it does. Um, that's uh, you know for those that are listening rather than watching, which would be a hundred percent of the population. It's got a uh, yeah, yeah, appearance wise. Hundred percent of the population. Appearance wise, <laughs> you need more. Hope. It is a soothing pipe. cheesy orange, which I understand is Ooh. not actually a natural color for cheese. They color cheese to be that color. How they settled on that particular color, I don't know. This has no color on it. Really? Hmm. Maybe I just dreamt that. You're dreaming about cheese, huh? Sounds like a good dream. Yeah, probably doesn't surprise about anything. Um, <clears throat> Chive is the last ingredient in the list, and it is by far to me the most prevalent. Much yeah. like every other double Gloucester I've had, I really enjoy this, and the first thing that came to mind was uh, to make a soup out of it. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's a British cheese. You know, we, we've been eating cheese since long before we've been recording the discussion about it, and, um, and it seems like uh, with every double Gloucester we have... All I can think of is combining it with some red dragon to make a beer and cheese soup. And someday, I'm going to stop talking about it and actually do it and see how it works. But I think this cheese in particular, with its onion and chive notes, uh, would be perfect for that. I'm this getting, is this tastes like a soup. I'm getting very little onion. Instead. Really? Yeah. I'll have to get I'm still, I still have little bits of uh, chive. Oh, I got chive all, all over the place. But... I don't have much in the way of those meaty in the way of onion. And the Gloucester's onion. fairly it's fairly soft, fairly quiet. I'm not getting any bite from the cheese itself. It's sort of like a medium cheese. I think that's what I like about the double Gloucester. It's chive and onion in suspension. Do they make a single Gloucester? <laughs> Why would you want a single Gloucester when you can I have know. a double, sir? I know. The double really kind of uh uh yeah. Can you explain to me your enthusiasm for Double Gloucester? I, I just you're, you're waxing enthusiastic about it, but I don't know what it is about it. It's like it has kind of a sharp, like after note to it, but it's a very creamy and non-offensive, not intense kind of cheese. So it's like uh, it's sort of like um, <clears throat> you know, like a, one of those crappy metal bands, like uh, like Avenged Sevenfold or Bring Me the Horizon. Where it's like I'm listening to metal, but it's not. Like it's not. It's not. You know. You're saying this is a pseudo metal cheese. <laughs> it's the Avenged Sevenfold. No, it's not. Um, I I really enjoy it because it's. Um, I like a creaminess in my cheese because I. I always picture cheese as being part of a larger meal, and uh, I like the way cheese melts. And Double Gloucester always t- tastes to me. As though it would melt well. Um, and we can prove that. Um, I'm hesitant to melt anything after <laughs> melting that vegan cheese last week. Uh, not, clogged not, up our, not technically clogged up cheese. our sink drain. Oh, no. Not technically um, cheese. Not technically <laughs> cheese. is what we're referring to it as. Um, this, but this, this, I think this would, this would just... It, it seems like it would, uh, it would render down well. Not too oily, just kind of creamy, and um, and I think it would pair well with uh, with the red dragon in terms of. I think it would pair well with if you were to just eat it with like a dark uh, a dark beer, mm. you know, some kind of a stout, you know, something English. So you go, you know, it's interesting. You know, you're talking about you know part of a meal mm-hmm. uh, soup. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, melting this down, throwing some uh, mixing with red dragon mm-hmm. sounds great. I go to what can I do with this and meat, like 
Uh, you know, can we Roast can we beef. put this inside of a burger? Like, oh, this is a this right? is a beef this is a beef combo cheese all day long. Like, dude, let's let's you, stuff a burger with this stuff. If you were to mix this, if you were to put this just on some shaved roast beef, oh, that would be fantastic. Yeah. I mean, I always think that double Gloucester would go well with any kind of beef. Um, um, Brits were called the roast beefs. Exactly, the beef eaters. So, my I have a I have a quibble. Since that appears to me by designated role tonight is designated quibbler. Uh, you're talking about it in the context of the food. What about just sitting eating? Just cheese? eating the cheese. I think it's yeah. nice. I mean, it's. I don't know. I don't know where you're not tasting <clears throat> the onion. I suspect that the Gloucester's. I think that the onion is the first thing that I taste. I suspect um, that the Gloucester's slight sharpness is. Working in tandem with the onion and providing mm. cover for the onion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's concealing it. Much as the double Gloucester and the uh, concealed the Stilton Let's in that variety of cheese we had a couple weeks ago. Let's put this to cheese, Louise. Oh, that is a stern test. There are, there are a I'll few cheeses that could be. I'll be back. I'll let you know what she thinks. Those of you who are unfamiliar, Cheese Louise is, as ever, ensconced in her comfy chair in the next room. Uh, in keeping with her nature as a true student of domestic comfort. And um, as you've probably gathered at this point, Bob considers cheese to be a significant portion of his domestic comfort. However, Louise is something of a uh, more stern, has sterner standards, let's say, than Bob. And so, when we refer ties of opinion to Louise... She is. Uh, she may often come down and simply disagree with both of us, yeah. which uh, renders her sort of the, the true acid test in the Gouda Studios. Well, in the opinion of Stella Fontanella, she agrees more with you and Jay than she does me. Um, she says uh, she says it was a salty cheese. She didn't taste the onion. She definitely tasted the chive. She would rather see it on a burger or a sandwich than um, in a soup. Hmm. Or a casserole. I can see a casserole. And all I can say is that you're all wrong. <laughs> it is definitely a soup. It's too salty for a soup. So that brings us to the wrap-up on yet another episode of Gouda on Gouda. Um, any final thoughts on either of these cheeses? I'm worried I'm being a little hard on I think you are being a bit of a hard-on about this. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> That's not precisely what I said. Uh, to, to just to answer your earlier question with a question, why do I like the Double Gloucester so much? Why do you hate the Double Gloucester so much, Jer? I am indifferent to the Double Gloucester. <laughs> I don't know what, I, what it is that I like about it. I like the creaminess. I like the fact that it's not very intense. I like the fact that it carries the flavor of whatever it's... Because um, it's usually with something else. I think two out of the three double Gloucesters we've had have been um, hybrid cheeses. The, I did double check your notebooks, mm-hmm. and the first double Gloucester we had was a straight double Gloucester. Yeah, that's the one that I originally wanted to make into a soup. And there's a very, very short review of it in the notebook, basically summed up with very British beer and cheese soup. Beer and cheese soup. Mm-hmm. There isn't an exclamation point in there, but there probably should be one. All I know is uh, I am stuck on that beer and cheese soup. 
You're gonna need to have do you ever it. Add beer and you're gonna soup? need to do it someday, man. Get I that will. monkey on your back. I will uh, someday. Someday I will. I've already got the beer selected. It's supposedly this beer that tastes like uh, a campfire. Mm. Smoky. It's smoked beer. Really? That yeah. sounds amazing. Yeah. You ever smoke beer when you were a kid? No. You know why? Go behind the gym. Cause, uh, smoke a few beers? Yeah, no. Because I... Uh, your, your delinquency I might be a little confused there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's what they meant. Well, I think these are both decent cheeses. Um, as for whether I would get them again, I would get the double Gloucester again, possibly if I was going to do the soup, because uh, between this and the straight double Gloucester with no flavoring... I kind of like the flavoring of this, but then again, this is also saltier, I think. Um, and, you know, I, it's, it's good cheese, and it's not a not an expensive cheese either. 14 bucks a pound. Not as far as fancy stuff goes. Have we ever had any other Cooper Hills? No. I don't think so. Um, but anyway, join us next week. Um, we will, uh, you know, we don't know what we're going to get. It's probably going to be, you know, a few a few new cheeses, a few old favorites, because when you're preparing a, a charcuterie spread, you got to have some good, reliable old favorites. And I don't know what those are going to be yet. you got to have some anchors. I some may anchors. have already selected one. Oh, yes. And have. it had an auxiliary sticker on it, and the word on it was intense. Ooh. I'm really excited to try I like this. a little intensity. Um, I'm concerned that he picked an intense Stilton. I'm hoping... Uh, oh, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps an intense Gruyere. I would like to find another Chris Lloyd, but... Yeah, that stuff doesn't come on demand. That stuff requires careful yeah. study. That requires Chris Lloyd to... crawl out from under a couple of groupies and, you know... Uh, Harvest some Find your way back into the town... You know, because this is punk rock, you know? It's got to get to putting ants on cheese and stuff. Um, I'm hoping to find something along those lines, because uh, You're those, li- those cheeses are just, they, they're good conversation cheeses. Yeah. Let's you know? do that. Let's, let's make our friends eat bugs. Make all our friends eat bugs. <clears throat> so, so anyway, as I said before, uh, brings us to the close of another episode of Gouda on Gouda. And uh, if you'd like to uh, see, you know, pictures of the cheese... Check us out on Instagram, Gouda on Gouda, Gouda on Gouda.com. Um, and uh, hope that wherever you're enjoying your cheese tonight, you're enjoying your cheese with friends. We here wish you the joy of the cheese, and see you next week.